Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. This is Artie's Hey Fam. Enjoy your morning. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levin. My name is Angus, and uh, here we are back at the best sports bar in the world. That's right, fam. We are literally—we said we wouldn't, but we're back on our bullshit, and we're straight back at the number one sports bar in the world. These, these days, you can only find us in two places. Number one, mm. Hyrule. Number Hyrule. two, this sports bar. Yeah, the only um, places I go. Someone actually—this is a true story. Uh, somebody this week actually asked whether we do or do not record in a sports bar because they were absolutely stunned at how professional we sound and how clear recording is. And I said, well, no, that's just the Zoom recorder Levin's uses as well as the Shaw mics. Which, I spared uh, no bucks when we no started dollars, this podcast. no dollars spared. Uh, could have bought two switches, but decided not to. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, we are literally again in a sports bar. It's, straight, it's odd that people won't believe us. I think... That might say uh, something about the level of trust we need to develop with our audience. But maybe hopefully this episode, by the end of it, you trust us. We are going to do a live episode from this sports bar. We seriously are. Um, I guarantee you the... The staff here would be on board. We just haven't <laughs> checked. On board. We haven't checked with you know the people who own the building. Um, so today on the show, um, Wait, guess they used what, to do guys? Punk shows here. Like, of course they're going to let us do a podcast like in this sports bar downstairs. All oh, right, there's like a basement here. We're in the Arjun Court, by the way. I don't know if we've ever revealed that before. The sports bar is above the Arjun Court in Sydney. Yeah, uh, on the corner of George and Harris Street. It's very very convenient for us to record here. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's better than our houses. I think we've got big comfy chairs. There's someone serving us food. There's always classic rock playing in the background. We get to yeah. wa- we get to watch surfing, tennis, and then playing golf sports on all the TV screens. Yeah, it's great. So today on the show, we're going to try our hardest not to talk about Zelda because um, I feel like that's going to be an <laughs> ongoing theme for the next. We six might months. lose a lot of people if we keep talking about Zelda. I mean, I think we got a lot of it out of our system last week and. Every other episode ever we've touched on it, but I was ridiculously hungover last week, and I don't remember couldn't tell. anything that we talked couldn't about. Couldn't tell. That, I don't know what that says about me. I don't know what that says about you. I had to stop recording because I felt so bad. Like, yeah, I was wow. Like, is this over yet? Are we done? Yeah, Are we I doing tell. this. What did you do? Wow. What did you do the night before? Drank, obviously. Yeah, what was it? Are you just upset or something? <laughs> like there wasn't, <laughs> yeah. not, there wasn't an occasion you can link uh, to. It? No, I went. I went out for dinner, and then I met an old friend. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But now I'm, uh, I'm I'm only two drinks in today, everybody. No hangover. I've got Feeling a coke. pretty crisp. Um, I had it's, a, gr- I had a grappa a with my lunch. Oh wow! I had a grappa. Uh, like mm, maybe crazy Italian restaurants make it, and they just like it. Just, they just, What's it look like? It like look, looks like fire in, in a glass. It's very very strong, and I ordered it going. Like, is oh, it I can drink fire, this. Like red. No, oh. it's like clear. 
Oh, yeah, I know what. Yeah, yeah. It's, Every country has a version of that, basically, don't they? Like, not the same flavor, but they all have like, like a... Like or... Yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a lot of European countries will have a version of like, essentially moonshine, which yeah, they've exactly. managed to put in a bottle and, uh, you know, you, you show your manliness by drinking it. And I'm glad you did that today. I, I showed a small amount of manliness. I couldn't show my entire manliness. No. It was too strong. Well, no, you are carrying an amiibo around. I guess it's pretty hard <laughs> to... Should we, talk, should we get the Zelda stuff? No, no, I think, I think let's give the fam a break from Zelda. Let's, okay. let's talk we'll about a, other stuff. Okay. What, what, what do you think we talk about then? I don't know what to talk about well I, I forced you uh, and you forced yourself to get out of the house and go see logan uh, oh yeah look it wasn't that hard to force myself like i've been really jacked for this jacked man for you this. actually i've never heard you use the word jacked except in terms for this movie because of <laughs> it is I, it's right, like i get accepted and every time i talk about it i'm seeing the poster i'm seeing who's in it and i say jacked and you know that's my story <laughs> um so yeah, i want to talk about logan um, i can't I, wait I, to talk i know about every it. podcast that you listen to is probably already reviewed uh, Logan in some way But you haven't got the fam Look you haven't got a half ass Bothered to research Yeah uh, But I mean, we're not about that You I can look at that On internet movie database exactly. You know what Einstein never remembered His phone number Because he carried around A phone book uh, Like an address book And said I'm saving that part of my brain For something more interesting And that's kind of what we do We know we're that the you can Einstein look up of podcasting the, I've always said that You can look up the actors You can look up the group. Einstein's always said that Einstein said Hey fam is the Einstein Of movie review podcasts But you know We're going to get deep We're going to talk about Feelings and emotions And stuff like that You don't get on your uh, Lesser cast Yeah So we're going to talk about Logan I also want a little update On Legion The X-Men cool. show Are you still keeping up With that? I've got the season pass I've bought it But I'm only two apps in I, I've, uh, there, you know, There's a new woman in my life and her name is Zelda, and <laughs> I am spending so much time with her. However, I'm going away this weekend, uh, and oh, no, I can't take the Switch. No, I probably won't be watching it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn this portability. That's the problem with me. Like, I'm finally able to play a AAA game in every spare moment I have because yeah. of the portability of it. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Yeah. No Zelda talk, everybody. <laughs> we've we've managed to really spend hard. 50% of this podcast already talking about Zelda. Um, and uh, finally, our good friends over at Warner Brothers have announced some ridiculously funny news yeah, about I've, the Matrix. So we can talk about that. Let's do that first. Yeah. All right. But Warner Brothers update this week. I literally an hour ago, I just read they're now starting the Batman script again, again, again. Fuck. So going back to scratch. Yeah, and then, but they're rewriting it. So now Batman is, is, is in, the, no, in the Matrix. Oh, so this is what's going on? Yeah, yeah. That's Mor actually the type of shit that we can expect from... Lawrence a Fishburne plays Alfred now. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, you probably read it this week. Uh, you've probably heard about it, or you've probably... If not, man, you need to get more woke because you are part of the machine. You're part of the problem. We are talking about the announcement made. Uh, I think Variety reported on it that Warner Brothers is considering, very much considering a reboot of The Matrix with or without the Wachowskis, which, I mean... It kind of says a lot, doesn't it? I mean, let's just break this down. The Matrix came out at a time when no one expected it or that genre to go well. I mean, a movie that was pretty much a rip-off of a bunch of different anime. It was, you know, they released at a time of the year where blockbusters weren't out. Low well, risk, I, I was, made in Australia. I was too young and it was also too young in like, you know, it wasn't really the hype machine that we get for every no, movie now. I mean, I'm so a, I was a it huge took me by surprise. Yeah, it took everyone by surprise. No one thought I it was no, going to be good. Uh, uh, yeah. I went and saw it when it came out, um, being interested in like Ghost in the Shell and stuff and knew that the Wachowskis were taking... You know, liberty from that type of stuff. And, it, you know, we all know the success story. It made shitloads, uh, pretty much invented an industry for Australia that didn't exist. Yep. And then two sequels came out. They sucked so much. I only saw the first one and never saw the second one. I've never watched one second of the Animatrix either. Oh, okay. So, wait, you only saw... I saw the... You made the first sequel? First sequel, sure, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was horrible. It, that was so bad. Yeah, it was terrible. It was a terrible movie. I mean, it was terrible. And the third one was even worse, but... 
The Animatrix is actually probably, besides the, the Matrix itself, I think the best thing that came out of that universe. Remember we made a joke recently about if you played the Matrix MMORPG, you, you didn't fuck or something? You d- did fuck. You maybe. did fuck, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is weird. Do we predict that... Did Warner Brothers hear that? Because they obviously listen to this podcast to keep up with what we think of their cinematic universes. Were they like, man, let's reboot that. Let's get people fucking again. Do you think that's what happened? What's the, you, you reckon they're, just, they're not actually rebooting the Ma- Matrix universe. They're just rebooting the Matrix MMO. I think both. I think like the MMO will come out the app, you know, the phone app, whatever, but it's basically because we planted at sea, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I used know. to, I loved the first Matrix movie so much that I um, made my screensaver. Oh, the, here we go. The green text Wait, scroll. you would have been the it. only person yeah, in the only world person. that did that, it's right? It's a very rare, very rare, um, you know, thing for anyone to have the a computer to be able to do. Matrix has the prestigious, um, like, you know, fact of being the first DVD I owned. Uh-huh. And I was one of the first people to get a DVD player in 1999. I think it's, what, yeah, 99. First DVD I owned was Run, Lola, Run. Oh, wow. Um, almost, I, I can like see the cover now. In the pantheon of, uh, of, yeah. of Matrix. Yeah, yeah, movies. that makes a lot of sense. Um, um, but uh, someone at my school loved the, ma- the Matrix so much that they printed out the script and brought it to school. And did what? Just bragged know, got, about it? Look, I got, the brain, I got the Matrix script right here. Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. Can I have the suck now? <laughs> <laughs> May I please have the suck, sir? Uh, um, 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 yeah, and I memorized the, you know, but people would come over and be like, oh, Angus has got surround sound and uh, DVD player. What's funny now is like the TV was minuscule, like because the TVs weren't being done and like gathering around to watch just the, you know, the gunfight scene at the end constantly. Like people, I remember at one stage, 10 people were in my living room watching it. Like on the school holidays, people heard and came over and like, oh, we've heard you got the Matrix on DVD. I'm going to wear my Propeller Heads t-shirt. Yeah, well, no, there's more powder. I reckon it was Powder Finger and like Living End. And oh, no, Propeller Heads. Oh, they had the soundtrack. Yeah, sure. Okay, that was a deep cut. Yeah, that's a baseline. Rob Zombie. Was he on there? There's yeah. a Rage song, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course there was. Yeah, yeah, because it's like literally what the Matrix is based off. Isn't How good it? would it be if it was like um, the Matrix is coming back? We're going to get the team back together, and then your head, everyone's like, "Oh, cool!" So they're going to get Wachowskis, Keanu, Keanu no, no, Carrie Ann Moss. We're getting Rob Zombie. We're getting, getting, getting Propellerheads. Propeller we're getting these guys. It's we're going to Sydney, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a music festival. It's a ama- oh man, maybe that's what they should do instead. The like Matrix. A, an EDM festival. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's still an MMO. It's a multiplayer. Yeah, it's an MMO. Multiplayer. It's an but MMO. You play MDM. as the Propellerheads in 2017, VR. trying to get a career. It's VR. Still. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Matrix getting rebooted with or without the Wachowskis. Um, someone who was responsible. Who was it? Guy who made a movie which is not at all memorable and a script is being he's he's heading the project I think. Don't worry about looking this fact up. Who cares? No, I want. I just want to show how shitty it is. So I mean, okay, I'll talk while you while you look that up. I think um, saying that the Wachowskis aren't involved is as disappointing as saying they are involved. Yeah, this is this is uh, something that I want to uh, talk about. It's kind of like. Wachowski's fantastic movie, The Matrix. Uh, everything else has been treated with either utter disdain or a lot of people don't like it and there's a small, small, small section of people that like it. A lot of people swear by a speed racer. I've got to admit, I haven't seen it. just did not interest me at all. Mm. Um, Cloud Atlas is apparently, if you can manage to watch it all, is quite okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the book's fine. And Jupiter Ascending is just supposed to be batshit crazy. It's, It's so bad, it's good. And then, of course, the Matrix sequels as well that they did together. Yeah, which are obviously Stanko. <laughs> Big old And they, they haven't done anything else, have they? I mean, that's a lot of projects. And none of them really jump out as, like, the good one. Like, I feel like Speed Racer is, like, the good Speed one. Speed Racer is, like, the good one. And that movie did not make bank. Who do you reckon has a better name for themselves? The Wachowskis or M. Night Shyamalan? 
exactly the same, you know. They released both released huge debut movie, not debut, but big, big Hollywood. Their first major films in 1999 uh, with The Matrix, which I think won like four Academy Awards or something, The Sixth Sense. And ever since then, they've, you know, it was the curse of 99. Back when movies that won the Best Makeup Award deserved to win the Best Makeup Award. Back when, like, Neo could have had Woe tattooed on his forehead, but I thought it was very subtle. Red piece. Pill. Yeah, to get rid of that. Uh, Zach Penn, who, this is why, who wrote the screenplay for X-Men Last Stand. Is right. being considered to head the new Matrix reboot. What else has he done? I don't know. The worst X-Men movie? He wrote the worst. Hey, you wrote the worst X-Men movie? It can't be as worst as the Matrix sequels. Come with us. <laughs> this guy also wrote an abomination of a third film. Right. But, um, getting, but look, you know what? The reboot does... Look, what we've seen recently, and we've spoken about this, is the success of the Star Wars... Um, re like soft reboot in the sense where you know it's a whole new series it's a whole new saga but it's obviously in the cont- continuity of the other ones and i think that was okay hold on you, you got to give this guy zach penn a break he okay. didn't just write um x-men the last stand he also wrote the story for the avengers okay uh, he wrote the co-wrote the script for x2 okay uh he wrote and directed incident at loch ness and the grand okay so those two i'm so f- i'm fine to rag on those last two he wrote last action hero the Arnie movie from yeah, it's not great. Why is he right? It's not great. That's that's sweet, sweet, sweet nostalgia. He wrote Inspector you. Gadget, the Matthew Broderick movie. That was okay, fucking. I think terrible. everything that I'm that saying is old. true. He wrote the Fantastic Four 2005 video game. So yeah, this Zach Penn dude has actually done a bunch of stuff, but I still don't think 50, he's done... 50-50. Okay, 50-50. I mean... 50, 50. 50. I mean you just said all he's done is done the last stand story. Okay, the thing I just read, then it just said Zach Penn, and then it said bracket last stand. Like right. I was reading from an article. Look, he's going in with f- maybe 50% of things which make me feel okay, 50% of things which... No, it's not like a J.J. Abrams where you go, oh, cool, he's going to take over the new Star Wars movie. I'm kind of okay with this. His track record's a little bit better than Zach Penn's. Um... Anyway, the fact they're rebooting it's crazy. So far, it's weird that everyone... The big talk of it is the Wachowskis are not involved. It seems like a really weird thing for a studio to kind of want to make common knowledge. I mean, even the Star Wars... I can't not compare this to the Star Wars reboot, soft reboot, because George was, you know, not involved at all, really, but was, like, uh, symbolically involved, which is, like, the blessing. And yeah, I think exactly. the, the, the fan base yeah. needs that blessing. Uh, also, they could make it part of the same universe... Right. The, remember the whole point of the second Matrix, which I know you do. I, block. Don't, I don't recall anything. I remember a weird car chase with those two white blonde dread guys, and, um, and then the underground sex rave. Oh yeah, the sex rave. That's MMORPG shit right there. Um, what about the part where Neo fights one hundred like poorly CG animated Hugo Weavings? Do you remember that for a cool bit? I thought that also happened in the first one. Did it? Or no, it that was strictly second. There was like two in the first one because of the right. budget, but. Uh, the whole point of the end of the Matrix was Neo reached the end and they said, oh, this is the sixth time this has happened. Your goal is to reboot the Matrix. So it could just be a reboot of the Matrix again. There's a new one that does it. I don't know. That's just my two cents. I mean, I don't really... I'm not, a, I'm not attuned to this franchise as much as other ones, but I do know that was a plot point. If they want to be clever and kind of appease to whichever, like, airwalk-buying, S&M, like, <laughs> supportive fans of the matrix i'm not and that's not a diss like you know the matrix did a lot for bdsm culture and i think that's pretty cool um maybe they need that maybe that can just be a throwaway line in the movie oh we've rebooted the matrix again i don't know but also like every movie ripped off the matrix like yeah. it invented bullet time and all this stuff every dreamworks movie ripped off the matrix <laughs> every shrek movie yeah. ripped off the matrix sorry you're right i mean what is there to do um is that just lazy like, i do you don't think care this what is they do as long as they film it in sydney <laughs> that's the only, as long as, long as there's a fight scene in the Martin Place train station again right. yeah that's exactly what I want 
Um, um, as long as Damo from Home and Away gets another part. True. Yeah. Um, I know that Michael B. Jordan is meant to be attached to it. Okay, that's cool. Um, that's I, I'm down with that. Actor. He's a great actor. Um, Friday Night Lights, Fantastic Creed. Four, Creed. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, and Will Smith was, funnily enough, supposed to play Neo originally. I mean, maybe Will can come back and play Trinity. Let's, Perfect. Let's do some gender sh- gender swapping. Gender swapping. Gender swapping. Sorry, <laughs> I'm swapping a lot lately. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know if I mean we have no faith in Warner Brothers whatsoever. <laughs> so I think we we mostly just brought this up to make fun of the idea of like the Matrix is so it feels like such a remnant of the late nineties. It's such a time and a place, isn't it? Like when you it's pre Y two K, it's like internet. We didn't really get it. I mean, they I went. I haven't seen it in in fifteen years. Yeah, I mean that's a testament maybe as to what it is. I mean. In a way, it's kind of now become a cult movie that everyone thought it was going to be, not a blockbuster. Like, it's kind of relegated itself into cult movie status. It could be interesting, I guess, to maybe do one now where we are, you know, you know, when you see boomers post on Facebook and say, oh, you're in the Matrix all using your phones and stuff. Like, the fact that 15 years after the original one, the internet is far more ingrained with our lives than it ever was when... I still remember he's using, like, a Nokia slide phone in that film. Yeah. Like, maybe taking that angle. Maybe just not... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I do think there is, if it has to happen, and we know how fucking horrible Hollywood is that they just, like, you know, f- continuously uh, just flog dead horses, and we know that this will happen because, you know, Hollywood has no integrity. And, and they no will, chill. No chill. No chill whatsoever. They are back on their bullshit. <laughs> Maybe they can make it somewhat interesting. But, I don't know, you look at, like, Blade Runner and the trailer and everything, everyone's just pumped because it looks stunning. It seems to be, you know, it's doing... The, the the Force Awakens model of having Harrison there and it's announced this week Edward James almost is in it which is fantastic uh, playing Gaff again but if they just do this hard switch I just you know it's it's just yeah anyway that's my two cents what it, what came first the Matrix or the video clip for Freestyler by Bon Funk MCs I mean are one we in the Matrix the was that the first thing was that the first sign that we are actually well and truly living in a machine run world. I, I, I don't think this will be good at all. I don't think this is impossible to be good. But I still think Warner Brothers should do it because I like making fun of things that Warner Brothers do. The level of just... There's been no celebrations about this. Like, I remember when several franchises are like, it's back, there's praise, and everyone's like, this is cool, how exciting. Remember Blade Runner? But this has just been met with why. Yeah. It's just unanimous why. And because also, they're desperate for a franchise to yeah, work. Yeah, and also what's interesting is, like you said, like the fact that Wachowskis aren't doing it is maybe a good thing. And then everyone's like, well, why? Like, and even if you do want them, why? It's kind of, no one wants this. And no one wants this at all. I want it more than uh, I want Johnny Depp to be attached to the new Harry Potter movies. <laughs> I forgot about that. I honestly <laughs> have forgotten about that. Maybe Johnny, I bet you Johnny Depp's going to be in The Matrix. He could be a great Morpheus. He basically looks like, he dresses like him basically with the but sunglasses. He has a British like, whoa. <laughs> and he's a bit zany. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe Russell Brand can be Neo. But it's one of those things like we know we, whenever we see a bad superhero movie, we don't take joy in tearing it apart because it, at the end of the day, we want to see a good superhero movie. We used to see, we used but, to but, seeing some good ones. But the flip of that is like, I don't really care what I get out of a Matrix movie. Yeah. Like I'm not invested. Like I don't have yeah. Matrix posters up in my room anymore. anymore. <laughs> uh, you stole my joy. Hey. Uh, I actually a, think I did have a Matrix poster up in my room, which is why I said that. Speaking of movies that I have no expectation for, um, I just RSVP'd us for the Power Rangers premiere next Wednesday. That's insane. Um, um, how did you know it was my birthday? <laughs> it's definitely not your birthday. Are you a power, you, so we've spoken about this. You were somewhat Wait. of a Power Rangers fan, weren't you? Wait, when is it your birthday? No, January. We just it's had January. It. We just had it. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a, a cool, cool day. 
It was a cool day. It was a real cool day. Um, we, we've spoken about this on the pod. You were a Power Rangers fan, weren't you? I'm pretty sure we've spoken I about I was this. a fan of the, uh, the Super Nintendo game. <laughs> That's right. We spoke about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, show, I remember that game. It was great. I yeah, forced yeah. myself to read the comics when we started Serious Issues. Okay. The How comic book podcast I do. I thought I was into it when it started. And then I was just like, I hate this. Why am I doing this to myself? Sure. But you weren't a fan of the TV series. Like you weren't a kid who ran home, watched it. And was I like, mean, I did watch it. I used to babysit kids when I was a little... You know, I was like that, the oldest of... of uh, my 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 mum's friends' kids. So I used to look after kids that were younger than me when I was like early teen, and so I watched mm. a lot of Power Rangers. You pretend to hate it, but you. No, I enjoyed it. I thought Alpha, the I A I robot, was pretty mad, and I definitely saw the movie when it came out. Yeah, I Again, did. Too. Filmed, filmed in Kayama. Yeah, I was going to say filmed in Sydney. Oh, I was filmed in Sydney and Kayama. Yeah. I mean, hey, and the Novotel. Which it? is all, uh, as everyone who listens to the show knows, all I need for it to like a movie is for it to, to be filmed in this Sydney. This guy is Screen Australia. Like, literally, this dude's writing checks. This 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 um this son of a bit, this ugly son of a bitch is signing super hot grants so you can film your movie in Australia. How? Just just click here. <laughs> New Zealand hates him. Yeah, New Zealand hates him. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's what we can look forward to you on the podcast next the Hobbit, week. You, uh, creates a New Zealand travel industry, is love special effects, me. That <laughs> is you watching Power Rangers. <laughs> yes, we just literally pitched three memes, <laughs> yeah, visual memes, we described them. Of me being a um, Okay, so we're going to see Power Rangers, fan. done. That's what happening next Wednesday, so we, we should record immediately after it. We'll oh, yeah, a, we should go to we'll Arasan, hey order fuckloads of chicken and record it. That's an incredible idea. Yeah, we did right. that before for Civil War. That's right. Yeah. It'll be very drastically different, though. There will be maybe a civil war. I don't know if it'll be civil at all, actually. Um, so uh, let's talk about Logan, a Ugh, movie that I hated because it was not filmed in Sydney. But it had some redeeming features. <laughs> there uh, was a man from Sydney in it. <laughs> that, that was enough. This is the, the, the final X-Men film uh, in which Hugh Jackman plays the character Wolverine. I think it was 11 or 12 times, including cameos. We've, nine uh, times. Nine times, including yep. cameos. It is the longest time an actor, and I think in terms of frequency, has portrayed the same character, which is, which is incredible. So when, the, when we did our predictions episode at the start of the year, I believe I've already gonged myself. I think I said that this movie would suck. Did you? Re- That's right. I do remember that. And uh, I, I would say the opposite. I, opposite. This is uh, like top five superhero movies of all time for me. Levens, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Fucking hell! Um, thank God. It was. I loved this movie. It. I loved going in. I went with somebody who had not seen any of the X films. Knew about it. Knew, knew the characters of X Men. Hadn't seen any of the films. Didn't understand the continuity. And I'm like, honey, don't worry. None of us do. <laughs> it's not important here. Um, assumed things that were referenced in the movie were things I'd seen. I was like, no, this was just... I I loved it. I felt like for once I went to a movie and somebody made a film that wasn't setting up other films, Was didn't even have 10% of the script devoted to setting up other films, or 3%. This movie was a complete script all into itself. And I felt like I hadn't seen one of those movies for so long. I had shades of the feeling I had when I saw Batman Begins, where I was like, oh... This is just a real world. Like, this is just a proper world. There's no fantastical, well, real elements. Besides the fact there's mutants and it's 2029 or 2030. And For me, know. it boiled down to the thing that I complained about in every blockbuster we saw last year was that the fate of the entire the, world... The city... Like what's well, like you know the fate of the entire world rests on like you know it's up to these superheroes. Yeah, and to there's save a major the there's a there's a laser beam shooting into a city yeah, from the sky. That shit is not existed in this movie. It doesn't it's exist. So small. The best review I heard of this movie, or uh, the best like commentary I heard, was it's like Cormac McCarthy made a comic book movie, and I can't agree more. 
Yeah, it's, right. Don't you think? It was yeah, like, obviously, it's it's not it's it's not completely inescapable from criticism. I had yeah, I thought that, like I thought it wasn't it really, a perfect film. It loved it loved its R rating so much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, in a way, I'm kind of glad. It's like it it was like not you know pent up R rating uh, for, for for like twelve years, seventeen years, and then finally unleashes in this in terms of you know. Obviously, the violence, but also the language. And it was so silly in parts. Just yeah. the, the language and, like, you know, everything is, like... Fuck, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. But not just from Wolverine from... And Professor uh, X. Which that was, that, I, I was like, there's no way I you I didn't like swear. that either. Yeah. Um, I did, however, allow it because he has an ailing mind. Sure. And I thought that's fine. So I'm like, you know what? He's not himself. We're going to avoid spoilers that we always try to, even though it was kind yeah. of... Yeah, well, spoiler, spoiler alert, everybody. Professor X is old af. I mean, that's... And he swears like a motherfucking sailor. He's a pirate. He swears like a He's hate a sailor. host. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think at the, at the heart of it, because it was so small-minded as far as, like, you know, like it wasn't this, like, we've got to save the world. It was like, you know, you've got to save this girl and... And you got a, it was like a road movie, you know what I mean? And, and, mm. and uh, mm. I think you were able to get it. relied so much on character moments between its leads and the emotional attachment that the, yep. that the audience has to Hugh Jackman's legacy as the character was. It was. It was. It's what I think most actors wish they had, and I'm so happy Hugh had this. Like this is, you know, it's also the final film he's playing Wolverine. It's going to be the one that's going to be in everyone's minds when <laughs> I bet he shows up in Deadpool too. Uh, I don't think I don't think he will. I don't know. I feel like not. Maybe not necessarily as Wolverine. Sure, as Hugh. Just as Hugh Jackman. Right, I'd be happy with. That. I want Hugh. I would have Hugh Jackman rock up in any film. Like I love the guy. I think he's terrific. I think he's a great guy. Uh, you know, his personal life. I'm even into that. He seems like a real chill dude. Mm. It just was a movie that didn't beat you over the head with universe building. It didn't beat you over the head with explaining or hand holding. It was just like a lot of the movie is this guy driving in a car. Like it's almost a quite a claustrophobic film. Which I loved. I just loved the fact it's a dude driving. There's a lot of barren landscapes. Like, settings you don't see in comic book films. Yeah. You're always seeing metropolitans. You're always seeing, like, mansions. You're always seeing, you know, th- stuff like this. But this was just, like, a barren middle America. Loved that feeling. It New was, Mexico. Yeah, yeah, New Mexico, Texas. Like, loved that. Loved and, that. like, vague future setting. Yeah, and realistic futures. So, yeah. like, one of my favorite things, not a spoiler, like, all the semi-trailers are automated in this film on the highways. I thought that was great. Like, there wasn't, like, people had hologram phones or people, you know, had robo-dicks or something. They probably did, actually. But they weren't, like, using cool new drugs, like you drip in your eye or something. You know how, like, for some reason, every movie set in the future, you find out... The first thing we find out is how they do drugs. (laughs) It's like, oh, shit, this must be in the future. She just bought a SIM card, but she's put in her ass, and now she's tripping. It's like, yeah, this was just kind of like... What would you call it, like, simming? Yeah, simming. Do you want to sim? Yeah. Do you want to collect call me? I don't know. Um... The tech was great. I just, yeah, it was just great. Like, like seeing a dirty Wolverine and like seeing, you know, a realistic setting and just, the, the, it was like a hunted, like it was like a prey and the hunted film. Like he was constantly on the run and yeah. that was cool to see. I enjoyed Hugh Jackman's performance, but nowhere near as much as I enjoyed X23. Uh, X23. Laura, she was Laura, amazing. What's it? Uh, Daphne. Yeah, she has a terrific name. Daphne Keen or something like that. I think it's um, Daphne Keen. Angus is going to look look it up for us. Um, but uh, I just thought, like, you know, she's, she's mostly mute throughout this movie and um, she was able to convey so much emotion without Just trying talking. to find her name. She deserves to be said on this podcast. It I was, don't not want her voice. I just, yeah, I... I, I Daphne Keane. Daphne Keane. She was incredible. How did she I get it? I never remember names. That's yeah, awesome. And Daphne Keane's a fucking like... It's That's not how like, good she was, everybody. It wasn't Hugh Jackman, easy to remember. She was incredible. She conveyed so much with her eyes, just her face. 
this isn't a diss to her watching it. She reminded me so much of my cat. Doesn't talk, <laughs> has claws, scratches me, and is like eats like a crazy motherfucker when I put food and, down. And was your clone. And was my clone, seriously. I was just like, man, she reminded me of Kitty so much. Uh, coincidentally, Kitty's named after an X-Men character. That's right, Kitty Pride. Yeah. I love too that it wasn't... That's right, Beast. <laughs> That's right, Cyclops, I ripped her right out. <laughs> um, I just liked the fact to... It was nice to go to a movie and not have to think, oh, that's not like how it was in the comics. Like, I know we've spoken about this in a sense and in a way almost in every episode. I hate that type of fandom. I hate the initial shutdown of a comic book fanboy dismissing a film. And I just feel like grabbing them by their greasy little necks and saying, you're missing out the word, key word here, Adaptation. This is an adaptation. Certain uh, things don't translate to I comic. I agree to a point, though. Like, and I, and I know you're going to be on with me on this. Like, I, I, don't, I don't care when it's... Like, I don't point, want Batman killing people. But when, it, when they're completely missed. Like, oh, like, no, no, even, no. Even, like, Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is nothing like she is no, in the No, I don't... Like, that, that, I don't... Okay, if character, I think if the essence of a character... Here's a good example. Um, you know, in the DC comics, it's, it's totally fine and feasible that Bane's addicted to Venom, uses it to make himself stronger... That does not work in the real world, uh, Nolan grounded films. Yep. So, in a way, he they've adapted in the sense that he's constantly hurting and has this pain uh, numbing agent, which makes him, in a sense, strong because he can doesn't hurt, and that works. And that's and he's kind addicted of, to reckoning. I mean, aren't we all? We all go through a wreck. That's a dr- oh man, Nolan could have really made if he wanted to go Dark Knight Returns set in the future. Bane sells reckoning to people. That would have been a fucking dope subplot. But, uh, and they're cooking in the sewers, like breaking Bane. Oh, that's so good. Uh, but, you know, that's a good adaptation. And I think that, like, you know, these movies aren't just made for comic book fans because they wouldn't be making billions of dollars if they were. They're made for general audiences. So I think the reliance on being uber true doesn't have to work. I think, like, you're going to appease to maybe 3 4% of the... Oh, 20% of the audience. But I just love that this was a pure adaptation. The character of Wolverine was there. Probably the best we've ever seen on screen. Um, Easily. I've liked Hugh's portrayal even in the earlier scripts when it wasn't as Wolverine-y as some. But it's almost like... It was like we're speaking about Robert Downey's Iron Man. Like, bits of Hugh's Wolverine's definitely leaked into Marvel in the last oh, 15 years. Like, yeah. Yeah, which I think's great. Like, I think that's awesome. And, you know, same with, uh, you know, great Batman portrayals, great any hero portrayals. It does seep back into the um, source material. But I just love the fact that was I never was thinking, like, oh, this is old, Lo- old man Logan. That never... I know it was... Com- you know, spiritually kind parts of, of it yeah, in a yeah. way never once ran through my mind. Was well, in the way that he's old and he's on a road trip. That's like it. That's literally it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was such a great movie and like, you know, thank you, Ryan Reynolds. I honestly want to say thanks for Deadpool getting made. Thanks for it being a success. This movie wouldn't have happened without it, I think. Like, I could not stop thinking at one stage, halfway through the film in an amazing sequence, which we've never really seen the likes of in a hero movie, a comic book film is which is, is a spoiler, like Wolverine and Professor X and um, X-23 spend the night at just a normal person, normal family's house. And I was just like, I was so on board for that sequence. I thought it was so great. And I was just sitting there thinking, man, I can't believe I'm watching a movie where Wolverine's swearing, where we're seeing him actually like... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Slice faces in half where he is Wolverine and it's not setting up sequels and it's not holding me by the hand. Like, I just couldn't believe it. And it felt a like major studio thing, was yeah. making this and putting it out. And I the just same studio that delivered X Men Three: The Last Stand and, and X Men Apocalypse, Apocalypse like, last actually, year. That was my least favorite superhero movie. The last only year. thing I liked about Apocalypse, and I think now that I mention it, was obviously world building and probably for this was the Weapon X facility. Yeah, like that totally. was at that stage, that was the best portrayal of a Wolverine I'd seen. And it, it has a hilarious moment where he escapes the facility and just kind of like goes like like trampling it, like kind of like skipping into the woods. Yeah, he's like, I'm out But the there was another moment where he's like just like like screaming through the woods in this one it's, it's just, amazing it's all, but like it's, I find that really funny too. I can't find I was into <laughs> it <laughs> um, I gotta say Hugh just brought it like he was insane in this movie like I know he won't get recognised for an Oscar but I really think that was like a, an Oscar nomination worthy performance just for the effort he's put into it and like you could tell like James Mangold directed this who did The Wolverine which at that stage was one of the better X-Men movies, I thought. It's fine. It's the one I haven't seen. It's the only it's, it's X-Men fine. I haven't it's seen. It's fine. It's good. Like, it's a great portrayal of Wolverine. Um, the Japan setting, you know, for a little um, for a little nerd like me is perfect. But you could really tell this was a like an actor's dream, created, like, role. And I'm just so glad it, it got made. Like, it's so shocking to me that 20th Century Fox put this out. Yeah, I thought I think like the, it, it was it was an R movie without like the ridiculous amount of um, unnecessary fucks put in there. Yeah, yeah, but, it uh, wasn't uh, like Tarantino uh, fuck. I didn't think the um, I didn't think the, the 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 boobs were gratuitous. Like no. I thought it kind of worked for like, no. It was kind of like a light moment. It's the only time you see like Wolverine. Like yeah, just to see Wolverine so low in this. Like again, not giving away too much. He's like basically a chauffeur, an Uber, like a futuristic version of Uber, and. I really liked that. I just thought you wouldn't, like, imagine a script where you hand that in and someone's like, 
Wait a minute, you mean the dude in yellow is driving a car for the first 30 pages? What the fuck is it? Like, yeah. I, I couldn't believe we were seeing that. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to watch a whole series, like a mini-series of, like, Logan's Uber trips. But, like, you know how, like, Deadpool definitely felt like the dream of, an eight, of like, a 14-year-old Oh, yeah, because he gets pegged boy. in the movie. Like <laughs> <laughs> Every 14-year-old boy wants to get pegged. Yeah, I but, mean, um, that movie went, like, you know, it was like, cool, we got that rating, now let's run with it. Like, yeah. it was like Matt Stone and Trey Parker made it and were trying to get banned. By the you know MPAA or something. But even like in the um, the trailer for Deadpool two, I think the very last thing he says is "Ah oh, fuck!" Like, yeah, it's like, it's and like the first thing it. he says is like "You motherfucker" or something yeah, like that. It's yeah, like it's like we get it. You can swear, but yeah, uh, no, Wolverine wasn't like that. He wasn't like you know, jacking. He off. wasn't far off. That was the one thing I didn't I didn't love. But I thought the violence was. Um, wasn't was like what you would expect for Dude, a you, movie there featuring was, exactly. There was a guy, guy with six adamantium blades slicing you. Who's that ripped? Like, yeah, you're gonna get fucked like, up. So in the X Men movies, so far, all he's ever done chest. is just yeah, stab through the chest, yeah. and you can see blood see come some through, blood, your, yeah. through your denim jacket. This was insane. The first thing we see is like like fist through a skull with just like, I and mean, you see that over and over and over. And I've heard people complain about that. You know, the fact you see it over and over again. It's like, well, I mean, it's a pretty efficient way to kill people. So yeah. why wouldn't he do it repeatedly? Like he's not gonna like you know tickle them with those claws. Yeah, um, and it's not like we see like him like slice through and then their face falls apart and no. brain matter falls out. No. Like it's just like quick, like psh. yeah. Um, re- I, I just thought it was a great, great, great movie. Like really surprised that it got made, and I'm just so happy it got made. One thing I've got to say, and this is awesome, the third act. Uh, can I go into slight spoiler territory for tw- two minutes? Um, we're we're going to do proper spoilers um, in in ten seconds because yeah. I would just like to say that I also really enjoyed this. Can't wait to talk about the spoilers with the, the Angus. Let's get spoilery, baby. Let's get spoilery. Right, the third act. I had nothing but hook vibes. Um, Wolverine like is kind of like yeah, like Hook. So you know, in Hook, Hook the uh, and, NES game, the disappointing NES game, and exciting but the great SNES game. SNES game. Um, the Hook, you know, an older uh, Peter Pan comes back, who some lost boys don't even remember, and they don't know if he's real or not. Comes back and is in like a treehouse and shit in the woods and helps the uh, lost boys of save course. the day. Yeah, I was yeah. watching this, especially the scene where um, Logan's on kind of the stretcher and getting and, pulled and, up. And the old Bangarang X twenty three. And then um, he has to impress uh, Rufio for the final third act of the film, but. Uh, I just had that vibe, you know. He gets pulled up, and they've got the comics and the action figures of him. Which Bang- I really, wait, Bangarang Hufio. I really liked that. Um, that uh, subplot. Yeah, yeah, I really thought that was a nice touch for him being like, "This is bullshit," and none of that happened. But then, like, the notion of Eden became with the uh, GPS coordinations was like, no, it was good because someone did build a thing there for those kids. Yeah, exactly. And it was just, yeah. I really liked that. Like, there was hidden meaning in the comics. Like, ooh, meta. But yeah, just had big. F- uh, hook, hook vibes for the third act. It was the first thing I thought. I was like, Wolverine's angry and like doesn't want to be Wolverine. He's hanging out with kids who are making him want to be Wolverine. Like, saw it. They're gonna have a food fight. It was called Hook, and I loved it. And you know when they're shaving, he's gonna him, call someone a food a fart factory <laughs> when he's lying there when he's getting shaved. Oh, that was so hooky. Yeah, I was like, this is very Hook right now. You're and I was doing it, that. Logan. <laughs> You're doing it when he's like, <laughs> sl- he's got like a guy's eye on one of his claws, <laughs> ripping his st- guts out. You're doing it, Logan. Um, how'd you feel about Logan and, uh, fighting? And, and um, um, Richard Reed Grant's just looking for his marbles <laughs> the whole movie. He's just crawling from the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Professor X. Oh, God, wait, 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 I've lost my marbles. Logan. Logan. <laughs> I've lost my marbles. <laughs> now that, man, we should do a hook uh, Logan mashup. Like love it. Should, we just did. It's the same movie. It's essentially the same film. And I love Hook. I'm such a Hook apologist that I was like, this movie's fucking yeah, Hook, the, man. The movie starts with Logan missing Laura's baseball game. Yeah, and she throws his mobile phone out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a fear of driving instead of flying. It's the same movie. It. Yeah. Um, and what was the other point? No, that was... What, oh, yeah. How'd you feel about... We have a fear uh, of family instead of flying. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. The last two comic book adaptations, I'm including Batman Lego, movies about fear of family. That's right. New theme, new theme, theme I'm noticing fun, now. A fun new theme. I like that. A fun new theme. Um, how'd you feel about uh, Logan fighting X24, the younger? I mean, I thought it was like, I think you needed that character. You needed, you know, Wolverine to show up as a younger version to himself. I don't think it, it was like truly compelling as a fight, but I thought it was cool when you thought that Wolverine had just killed yeah. Professor X. And I think that, that was... they built that entire character around that moment. Did you get... Were you destroyed when you saw that? I was like, oh, no. I started crying. I, so that, that didn't make me cry. That just made me... That, that, I had like an intense... I knew something terrible was going to happen yeah, at that house. Yeah, you knew. Because like, <laughs> you were so disarmed for 20 minutes. Yeah. You were like, oh, it's weird. I'm relaxed. They seem to be having a good time. Maybe this is the rest of the I movie. I wonder if these Maybe three Logan... black characters are going to survive. <laughs> Maybe Logan just settles, settles down with these lovely farmers and becomes a farmer. That's a nice movie. No. Um, yeah, that whole moment was leading to that. I thought it was good because... Um, an obvious train of thought I went to was, well, why wouldn't they just clone Wolverine? Why are they putting it in a nine-year-old girl? And then I was like, oh, cool, they have. And yeah. I need to see that just for plot whole reasons for me. And it's like, they have, and he sucks because Wolverine has heart and this guy doesn't. Mm, very true. Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was Terminator Salvation-y. Uh, remember how there's like a young Arnie yeah, in that movie? I didn't see that, but yeah. No, no. I, I, th- I never I had that really moment. Works. I thought it really worked. It was just a bigger threat that happened to look like Wolverine. It was in for about five minutes. Yeah. Like he's barely in the film. And, and I love that Richard E. Grant was forever working on him. Yeah. Yeah, Richard yeah. Grant was great. I really liked him. I, I, I he's a good villain. So I listened to Blank Slate pod, movie podcast. Alexia yeah. Cam and uh, mm. Kyron Wheatley mm. um, reviewed it. And uh, what do they uh, think? I hadn't well, listened. Cam to it. and Alexia liked it. Kyron was pretty lukewarm on it, but I don't think he's a fan of comic book movies in general. Sure, which is hilarious because he's invited us to come and uh, do, do a comment, a, a live commentary of uh, the Phantom, the Phantom at, yeah. uh, at, um, at his awesome uh, comedians That's very talking over movies. Silly Zane of him. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that pans out. My, yeah. We already know that he's probably going to hate it. <laughs> or maybe he's a massive Phantom fan and just wants all comic book movies to be like the That'd Phantom. That'd be amazing. Again, you're going to like it. was shot on the Gold Coast, I think. So that's how's that go for you? Is that as good as that's Sydney? Fine. It's, it's fine. It's, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much... I'll, I'll give it a pass. I've always called the Gold Coast like northern Sydney. Yep, you always have. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they didn't like Richard E. Grant at all. Yeah, I thought he was fine. Like, I, was I didn't need to know much about him. Um, I did like the reveal at the end when he's like, your dad made me and I fucking killed him or something like that. And he's yeah, like, yeah. yes, you did. Like, I like that. That was a cool moment. And I love how quickly he was taken out as well. Yeah, of course he would be taken out so quickly. Just like gunshot. Yeah, it was great. Wolverine X-22, oh, Wolverine. dumbasses. Um, so good to see you. Like, that's what I wanted Ben Affleck's Batman to be, basically. Not slicing people with, quite <laughs> literally, murdering which people Zack Snyder did do. I just wanted someone to take a risk on a movie and have a hero who hated being a hero who was old and had lost a lot of people. Well, I guarantee you we're going to get an R-rated Batman in the next 10 years. Yeah. Probably less than the, probably five years. Um, well, yeah, didn't I we get the killing joke where he fucks Barbara Gordon? Oh like, God. I don't want that. And also, Batman never needs to swear. That's not something no. we ever need. No. Um, and that, I didn't like that in Batman versus like, Superman. Shit. He goes, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, so Batman dark. doesn't swear. He doesn't talk. He doesn't... He's. he's He's, he's transcended the need to swear. He doesn't speak. He's bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. He just says... He intimidates. <laughs> he just shows up and goes... You know how in comics, yeah, yeah TT together? Same with... And, and Robin, uh, Damien Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I really liked all the performances in this. Um, I really, really loved Stephen Moffat. 
Merchant. Merchant. Yeah. Who the fuck's Stephen Moffat again? Richard Moffat. Stephen Merchant. <laughs> Richard um. E. Moffat. <laughs> uh, yeah, a great great portrayal of Caliban. Way better than the forgettable portrayal by whatever played him in uh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Good to see him using, you know, and use, actually using his powers as a plot point and stuff as opposed to a plot hole filler. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it just, was just like nice this weird threat. It was like. the most human I'd seen uh, mutants portrayed. You know, like the first time. Yeah, it, it was nice to see... That. And just an interesting world where this, the whole you know appeal of the X movies has been mutants live among us and look how wacky their powers are and how they don't exist anymore. And what was the line that he's like? He made sure they got rid of them by introducing shit into food or yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was like yeah. basically genocide, and he orchestrated it so he stopped stopped them being able to breed. Basically. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Which I love we didn't have to see and like, you know, in lesser hands, that would have been the prologue to the movie. Sorry, like he showing not able to being able to breed. He stopped the living. gene from being, uh, being able, able to, to be re- re- right. passed on. Yeah. Do- uh, dormant. Yeah. Um, hey fam, gets a big hey fam, two thumbs up, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think uh, it took me by surprise. The ending absolutely destroyed me when uh, yeah. when Laura calls oh, Logan daddy. I just and I just like uh, wept. I was, I and that d- last line, I'm getting sad now when he's like, this is how it feels when he's like dying because he's never yeah. died before and he just dies. And then and he's when, like, when this she turns ha- the crucifix That was a fucking X. baller moment. Yeah, but except why did they put a crucifix above his grave? Just, kids, I think it's just a simple... Kid shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we totally. need to know that he was shit. dead. Yeah. And we needed to get a cross into an X. Like, yeah. it's a fucking comic book And there movie. always is that... There is a lot of Christian... Uh, Overtones in comics, right? In, in, especially in X Men, because of the yeah. character of Nightcrawler. Well, of course, yeah, he's um, like, and, yeah, and he's lived in a church, didn't and he? Like, he was you know, a and, monk, and, or yeah. He's a br- yeah. And he, uh, he, no, he's you know, Catholic. Very, very sorry, he's hardcore Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he, he's he's Logan's best friend, so yeah. it makes sense that they kind of had that little element. Yeah, I no, I, I thought it was fine. Obviously, there's flaws, but there's flaws in every film. But it was just. I, my bottom takeaway is I was surprised to see this movie get made and it basically be the very film that Hugh Jackman said he was going to make four years ago. And the fact it did happen and wasn't neutered and it wasn't, you know, destroyed by studios is just amazing. And, and, and kudos it, to 20th Century Fox. It comes at a time where, like, like Legion is, you know, another Fox property. Yeah. Another X-Men How has Fox, Fox actually got two in the fucking, like, bank right now? They keep... Doing it though, they'll you know what? they'll I've do the worst thing, then they'll do something really good. And the X Men universe is just so good, and I've always said this to you: it's my favorite of the Marvel universes, like or series. Yeah, it's its own its own universe within the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's, so it's just amazing. And yeah. I'm just, you know, I don't care who owns them at the moment; just make good content. I don't need them to like high five Hulk and shit. Yeah, so I mean, look, Legion, I've, I'm, I'm up to date. I love it so much. It's a show on FX um, that is like the least superhero-y superhero show. We promised to watch it week by week, but then a little thing in our life called Switch came out. I, I'm watching it week by week. Yeah, I'm going to catch up. I think we've got three apps to catch up on. It's The last two apps in particular were so great. They're I saw so some people chatting about it on Serious Issues and I had to not read because I did not want spoilers. Someone on there doesn't like it for reasons that I love it. And you've banned them, right? Forever. <laughs> this guy's hitting that ban button, guys. I, I just want to. Uh, I blocked. I blocked someone. Actually, no, I didn't even block someone. I, I said he was. He was talking about. Uh, it was fake news. He was talking it? about SJWs. This bloke, uh, and uh, I was like, "Don't use SJW like a, like it's an insult. That's stupid. I'll block you." Um, and so he uh, he, he took himself out of the group and then left a one star review on the Serious Issues podcast page. So you're now down to four and now a half. Now who's stars. the SJW? <laughs> Uh, me when I hack into iTunes and delete <laughs> that review and fix the algorithm, um, and it, like, and it's not actually a review of of the show; it's the review of me. 
<laughs> as a person. Wow, is it up so, there? Yeah, yeah, head over to the Serious Issues That's iTunes great. page. Make sure you downvote that one, please, fam. That'll be real cool. Yeah, let's of you. knock that one down. Um, uh, also, great cross pollination there for uh, other uh, other of your um, entities. Yeah. I thought that was very natural. We got to that at a natural. Uh, you know, conclusion. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's so very too. good. Yeah, yeah. We, um, do, we do that well. So, yeah, so if always. you want to advertise on Hey Fam, we'll actually make it really natural. Actually, it just sounds like an ad for Logan this episode. Maybe it is. 20th Century Fox, you got our emails. If you want to send us a uh, PayPal. to make this an ad for you. Yeah. Just let us know. Um, but uh, yeah, Le- Legion, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And we can get into it proper when you've caught up. Or I'm going to do it by finished. next week, I promise. Um, but I like it for the same reason I love the new Zelda game so much. It's another beautiful segue by yours truly. <laughs> it's open um, world and you can carry it anywhere with you. No, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't treat you like an idiot. And comic book movies, it's just kind of... Became, and, and, and Zelda games, they both, like, it, they've become the norm that like, for the first few hours or the first, yeah. the first movie or the first series, mm. it really holds your hand. It, it, yeah. it, it repeats I barely things know what's over going on, and over and I'm two again. episodes in and I'm kind of like, like... They haven't really explained the... His powers at this stage, and that's fantastic. He doesn't even know what the fuck yeah, they are. And it's, it's great. amazing, man. The, the ending of I think episode five, five, just, okay. just, just what it's. It so is it's five the, the latest best moment. It's yeah, five yeah. the latest. Oh, cool. I'm not even that far behind. Yeah. Cool. I'll be able to catch up easily. There's three more episodes left to air, I think. Um, okay. And uh, and uh, like, and the, it's been confirmed for I, season two today. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So there was. I had one complaint from from like the first when we first talked about it, and that yeah. was uh, Aubrey Plaza's character. Yeah. Something happens, and now she is easily my favorite character. Yeah. And her earlier performances oh. make total sense. Because in the first that's two, all I'm gonna say. okay, cool. Yeah. In the first two, she kind of plays like, oh, I've seen Requiem for a Dream once. I think I know how to play a drug uh, a, a drug addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of like it's a bit on the nose. She's a bit like Fagin-y she from Oliver like, Twist, and like wearing, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. a bit like crawling over things, and it's just like. Oh, Oh, come on. So now anything that this show gets Oh, wait, I just realized up. Legion does a drug that doesn't exist, doesn't it? <laughs> Is it in so. the future? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized there's a drug sequence with a fictitious drug. Well, it's not a SIM card they put in your butt. I don't think. What anyway. do they do? They like breathe it from a frog statue? Like a vapor. It's not May- too It's heaps like Zelda, <laughs> the more we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most Zelda drug you could do. But like, you know, we, we spoke briefly on... on not, not briefly. We spoke for 45 minutes yeah. straight last week about how much we love yeah. Zelda because it just... You can do everything. No, anything. no, here's the thing. But by doing everything, it means in every other aspect of your life, you will do nothing. Which has been me lately. So we, we both worked out that we've played more than 40 hours of this game. Yeah, we're so in 40 far. hours deep. Which um, in ye olden days, we would have fucking finished like Skyward Sword by now. Like the campaign would be over. I haven't even done the second dungeon yet. I have done the second dungeon. So you've I'm done re- two. I've done two. And so I'm we both filled out our maps. Yeah, yeah. We Every- climbed all the towers. We're doing shrines. Yep, we're doing. Yep. We're doing it all. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I really so like when you said do. that. I was like, maybe I'm going to do it differently just so we have different experiences. But then I just the curiosity took over me, and I was like, you know what? I want to. I know that I won't be completing this game for 100 percent for a very long time. But what I can do is complete the map now and have some sense of completion. Someone I'm working with at the moment literally walked out of lunch the other day and came back with a Switch and Zelda just because I, <laughs> I was talking about it. And he's telling me he's doing it region by region, so doing every shrine he can in that oh, region. Wow, yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool. It's another completely different experience region, as to what I'm having. Legion. Link. The comparisons <laughs> continue. Hook. <laughs> Logan Legion. Zelda. I You're doing it. it, Link. You're doing <laughs> it, Ganon. <laughs> You're doing it, just You're doing it. What's his name? Calamity Ganon. Calamity Ganon. That's a great name. It's amazing. That's a, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm just kind of bummed he's not a cowboy a la Calamity Jane. One <laughs> of my like least liked and retweeted tweets recently was uh, 
Tingle in this in in the straits, calamity Ganon in the sheets. Molto bene. I didn't Very say that. Good. That's no fantastic. One, no one hit that like oh, button. I'd be hitting that. that. I'm loving it. <laughs> Go back on my Twitter, twitter.com slash levdog. Well, we're speaking uh, of Zelda, Nintendo just dropped a three part mini documentary on the making of the game. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it yet? No. I'm one in. And very cool. They uh, set up in sections. There's one about. Hyrule itself, one about whatever, and one about the character design. And I started with that and just it really goes through, um, just, you know, really hits home how different they wanted the Zelda to be and how Miyamoto, how uh, Aoyama, everyone's so Iwana. involved. Oh, yeah, sadly not anymore, but was involved with the production and they all approve everything. But what was interesting at one stage shows some ideas they didn't have and there was a tiny town in it. Where Link's huge and the people are like tiny and you worked with them oh, and well, stuff. Oh, so wow. Very similar to Mario. Oh, my God. That could be a DLC one. Well, so I'm hoping maybe. And Fuck. it looked almost finished. It was concept art, but it looked like it could almost be Because we've had the, the reverse of that where he got shrunk down. So minish cap. Minish cap. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of so cool. He gets a manish cap. That was thinking about how they're working on in the last week of the game. Yeah, wow. So in the trailer, the final trailer, we all saw like two weeks before the Switch came out. Um, I think it was Miyamoto or Aoyama didn't like the color of one of the characters and they had to change it all. That's so And cool. I'm like, that's amazing. That was like right up to the last minute. There's a brilliant story um, going around now about, that's about Miyamoto. Apparently, he, he yes. first got to play the game and he spent three hours. The dev team climbing. are like sitting next to him being like, I hope he likes it. I hope he likes it. It's like showing, you know, I keep using Star Wars analogies. But like when you watched, you know, Rogue One, like how Gareth Edwards would have felt. And they're just watching him play and all he did was climb trees for an hour. And they're like, oh, you know, you can do more. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. He's just literally climbing trees. You crazy son of a bitch. He's the best. He's such a treasure. He seriously is like, and I don't want to think about it, but the no, day that he passes no. is like, it's going to be the saddest day. They should ever. make a Logan esque movie about it. Oh, yeah. He should just he like, should go, out. go through. Kyoto and drive people and then just cut them up in the forest. I, mean, I love it. Yeah. It kind of does already. Um, you said you want to speak about 1-2-Switch? Um, well, let's save it for another time. I think yeah, okay. ending, on, ending on Zelda. I just love talking about Zelda so much. Oh, here like, we go. Here's a, here's a, here's a perhaps recurring segment. Um, so for those who don't know, the Amiibo functionality is well and truly alive in the Switch console and especially Zelda. And it's actually really helpful for a game which is quite, you know, survival-based. Some items, basically an amiibo drops items from the sky for you. You can use it once a day. It's fine. I don't think it's, like, cheating. And, and there's a randomness to it as well. There's a randomness. Really fun. Like sometimes and you might just get, like, a bunch of arrows. Other times you might get, like, a piece of clothing. Sometimes, yeah, it's, uh, like, a shield, whatever. But uh, anything that's Zelda-based has uh, implications programmed in the game. So you use Zelda, you, you scan the Zelda, you get a shield. You scan Link with a bow and arrow, you get arrows. But... The older Amiibo, uh, for in particular the Smash Brothers Link, which I think is kind of based off the Twilight Princess Link, if anything, if we're going by model. Yeah. Um, you get a Pona. It's, it's, it's Link as he appears in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yep. You get um you get a Pona, which is the uh, the horse that Link rode in Ocarina yeah, of Time on the sixty four. The difference with this game, uh, unlike those games where there was one horse and you had a relationship, not like sexual, but you know you developed a relationship mm, with that sometimes. horse. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's up to you. Uh, you can get any horse in this game. It's like GTA in that sense. You, you have to ride, kind of mount a horse, then actually have a relationship and kind of make it your friend and then you can board it at different stables. Anyway, there's no opponent, which is quite sad. Uh, however, Unless. if you have this amiibo, you scan it uh, out from the sky, it drops opponent and wow, you can drive her and you know you save her and she's yours. She has great maxed out abilities. So, so Levin's brought his along because these things are costing like 90 to $100 now. I, ma- I managed to get this last week for 30 bucks. That's insane. But it is now like you, you, good luck finding this for less than a hundred bucks yeah. like, on eBay or on Gumtree. And so I brought my Switch along, and we went to scan it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait! Finally, going to get a Pona. I got a Pona first. First scan. This motherfucker gets five ice arrows. 
So oh, every oh, week, bomb arrows. Bomb arrows. That's much more useful. It actually is. So every so week, thank you, Levens, for bringing your amiibo. Thank you, Levens, for bringing your amiibo. Uh, <laughs> every week, rather than me take this home and try it every day, because there's a 24 hour like cool off period basically for when you can use it again. We're going to try and see if I can get a pony by some episode. It's going to be, oh, it's gonna be a riveting, riveting feature on this series. I mean, that's time spent listening. You're going to have to download the new episode now to find out if we do this. It's, it's great. Uh, I did a challenge, like a shrine challenge, where, okay. you, where like, basically like, someone will tell you something and, and it's like, clues as to how you can find a shrine. I had one of these last night uh, in the Grudo Desert. Right. This one, I was in the Rito Village, which okay. is the bird people that are yeah. from uh, Wind Waker. Yes, they're from um, Wind Waker and also Skyward Sword. Um, and uh, they, they, uh, it's like a little girl mm-hmm. and, and well, firstly her mum. Oh, uh, is this the tree? No. no. So okay. the mum, the mum is like the mum, you got to talk to her mum and she's like, I can't find my little girl. I think she's like over there in the yes. distance and you float over and she is waiting for her sisters to come and rehearse a song with her. I heard about before this. Before they perform. And uh, I'm going to spoil this, guys. If just, if I haven't you, got up to it. I don't want to hear about it. You don't want to hear about it? You no. told me yesterday you did. But then okay, you did tell okay, me I, yesterday. I won't spoil it then. <laughs> I won't spoil it then. But basically you have to like. It's like the longest process just to get a shrine. Yeah, wow. So basically, like, you, you have to like find a bunch of people. Did you, you like have to it though? Cook some stuff. You have to do like a, a, a music based challenge. Oh wow! And then the shrine opens. Yeah. And then you have to do complete the shrine, and the shrine itself is really challenging and one of those super satisfying ones. Yeah. And so like you know, I st- I, I spent an hour completing this thing just to get. You like, don't have one to do this. Little, and I, man, like, you don't have to do this. Like that's how good so this game fulfilling. is. Yeah. And so and like. The, there, the challenges are like witness the the witness, which is like a game. Yeah, here, the puzzle that, um, game. Puzzle game came out last year. The witness level of using your brain, but yeah, wow. because it not, it's not just like that's all the game is, which mm. is the witness was. Like I got bored of that pretty fast because mm. as soon as you get stumped, you're just like, oh, I may as well just go do another identical puzzle. Sure, Fuck. sure, sure. Um, whereas this is like you know, okay, I'm over this puzzle. I'm going to go kill some people for yeah, a while right. and then cook, and then you know, yeah. get some new clothes, and then fly around. Yeah, this game. It's got it this all. game. And the craziest thing that I found out this week was listening to a podcast that IGN puts out called Nintendo yes. Voice Chat. Oh, this is crazy. This, this, this truth bomb. So the, this, uh, the guy who was doing the wiki articles for He's IGN. He's the guide, basically. The guide, basically, it. yeah. Um, they, uh, he's basically playing, playing the, the, to death. He's done pretty much all the shrines. He's, he's literally being paid to. It's his yeah, job. Exactly. So he's been playing like, more than any of us have. Yeah. And uh, apparently at some point in the game, you are able to see the percentage of completion. Yeah, I haven't played. got that yet. And so at this point, he's finished the game. He's done all the shrines. He's done, he's like, you know, navigated the entire map. He's got a collection of everything. He's beaten Ganon. He's done all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And his fucking percentage done is 15%. That's just insane. Like, and this is after like, like, like nearing 100 hours. Yeah, of that's playing insanity. It's 15%. Fuck, I'm probably 2%. I played for 40 hours. Um, and there are things in this, like like there are Korok seeds. Like yeah. these little oh, leaf dudes that show up in... Um, they, like another they're wind, in Wind Waker. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's been in much uh, since Skyward Sword, I'm pretty sure, in the forest. Um, and uh, so there's like this one big leaf dude and you have to like basically find all these little leaf dudes that are scattered all around the map. Mm. Turns out there are 900 of them. I've found about 50 of them so far. Sure. Um, and uh, most people, like, it's absolutely something you have to go out of your way to find. Yeah, you can play the game see, without it, for you'll sure. You'll see something in the background, like, oh, I wonder if I shoot that target, what's yeah. going to happen? Pop! Oh, you found one of these dudes. How cool is that? Um, he maxes out your inventory space so you can carry more weapons and items and food and stuff. Yeah, and... Uh, 
I like uh, apparently the one guy is, has found all nine hundred of these seeds, and like you what know, what does he get for all of his billions of hours? The the big leaf dude gives you a fucking poo. Yeah, like, a golden poo. A gold poo, which in its defense is a huge sign of like good luck in Japan. Right, of course. But also maybe it's social commentary on that's what you like deserve collect. for sinking that much in yeah, and yeah. like pointless collectathons. I just love that. I don't you bet fucking better believe I'm gonna collect nine hundred. Oh of yeah, these I'm doing it now. I want a golden shit in my inventory. <laughs> what are you gonna do with that golden shit, Angus? Smell it, obviously. <laughs> it even says it smells funny. It's fantastic. I mean that's why I play games basically for things like that. There's been a lot of articles as well that I've been reading. I'm just like all I want to do when I'm not playing this is just consume media about it. Yeah. Hear other people I don't I don't want to get spoiled, I don't want to learn no. things about the game. I just want to like Learn about how the game was Me made. Too. I want to learn about other people, what they like and don't like about the game. And a lot of people have been complaining about the breakability of the weapons. It's fine. Never once bothered me. I, I think it's so cool because Such a great it forces technique. you to like... You don't get attached to just doing the same thing yeah. over and over. You I, play I, differently. I, and it's like, interesting. I also think it fits in the theme of the game. I mean, a big giveaway to see what the theme of Zelda is, each Zelda title is to see it in the title physically. And in this game, we see a... Um, a sword piercing through the Z in Zelda with a lot of dirt and flowers growing off it. This game's all about deterioration. Hyrule itself is all deteriorated. There's all ancient ruins. The Temple of Times, all, everything's broken. And there's yeah, all everything big, you know about Zelda's fucking broken. Yeah, everything's everybody. broken. And, every, you know, and I think that's what this game's about. It's about deterioration. And so I think it's so like thematically linked. Oh, there you go. Hey. Uh-huh. It's thematically linked to this game that your weapons, your items, nothing lasts forever. And I think that's just, you know, like Logan. <laughs> <laughs> like the Matrix uh, before it was rebooted, like everything we've spoken about today, nothing lasts forever. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think it's just it, it it and like it's like there's like you can go everywhere and you just always find weapons, yeah. shields, bows, and you find a good one. Like I just got the you just highest, don't want to use it. The highest shield I got in the game. That's right, the you Hylian tell me. Shield. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then you're like, I really don't want to use it too much because totally, it might fucking die. I've got, I've got a nice big inventory because I found all these goddamn seeds. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just, there's so That's much good I love stuff, about guys. This game. We should be playing it right now. We should be. Should we go play it? Um, our friend Tommy Dasilo over at the Footy Casuals podcast is uh, getting called a fanboy by their listeners. They've got a much bigger fan base than we do. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, but <laughs> um, I saw on their Facebook page um, someone's calling out Tommy for being a fanboy and making, you know, like being okay with all these things that Nintendo have apparently fucked up with this game. Right. I hate that term fanboy to like you know how, da- it? like how dare you like something yeah it's again it's, it's so the stupid. social justice like, thing how exactly yeah, yeah yeah if, 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 if I was the admin of the Filthy Casuals Facebook page You'd be I'd banned. ban that motherfucker and Levin's then he would leave a bad review of, my po- of me on my podcast yeah, um, leave so one yeah. of them. So this week, um, you know, normally we would ask you to leave a good review of HeyFam on the HeyFam page. You just leave a good review of me on the HeyFam page. You? Levin's needs this for his um, self-esteem. I don't need it. I'm very comfortable. Uh, you can get one. Myself. You can get some next week. Yeah, but I'm feeling, when I, when I get uh, made fun of on my other podcast uh, by the fans, I will ask for this also. That is Greenlight Boys. Is the We're podcast. back, baby. They're back. The Mitchin's back too. We're all back. It's all back together. Um, you can find HeyFam online, facebook.com slash HeyFamPodcast and HeyFamPodcast at gmail.com if you want to ask us a question. We have been yep. getting a few emails lately. We should Had a great email this week from uh, a fan who said, uh, Angus, fan. you bastard, uh, because I've raved about Terrace House, which, guys, by the way, is back in two weeks on Netflix AU, uh, part two of Aloha State. Uh, this guy's big dilemma is he can't play uh, the Breath of the Wild on his Switch while watching Terrace House, which I wouldn't recommend anyway. You should be concentrating 100% on both. As I've stated before in this show, I devote myself 100% to any media at any given time uh, because it's subtitled, so he can't look down and he's always looking up <laughs> at the show and he can't play. And you know what? 
You thank me later. <laughs> <Give a thing. laughs> keep those two things separate. What's that? That's, uh, that geek man. There's another podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so thank you so much. Yeah, please send us some fan mail. And you can find us online at levdog, at Jimmy Changis. Write to us about... Or at the Action Court Sports Bar. That's right, the Action Court Sports Bar. Yeah. And we're going to do a live episode here. We really are. Maybe we should just live stream us playing Zelda. Yeah, we pretty much are right now. I mean, that's what the waitresses say every week. Yeah. Who also is playing Zelda on the Switch. Seeing Logan tomorrow night. We already spoke about it. Really? Can't wait to hear what she thinks. It's all connected, everybody. Yeah. Guys, that's why we're called Hey Fam. We're one big family. Enjoy your morning. Hey! Bam, bam, bam! 